The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everybody, this is Dave from Talking Backwards. We're glad to have you with us for Season 3 of our show and the return of Twin Peaks. Before we kick the season off, we wanted to take a moment to recognize our wonderful patrons who have helped so much in making Talking Backwards possible. Those are the folks who have supported us by going to patreon.com slash talkingbackwards and subscribe to one of our various reward tiers. We've had a blast getting to know our supporters during our exclusive live streams and watch parties, and the show really wouldn't be what it is now without them. So once again, a big, sincere thank you. Patrons have also had early access to the season's episodes, just like the one you're about to hear. Another quick note, this time around we will be releasing our public feed episodes every two weeks instead of weekly. However, we are of course working to have some bonus content on the patron feed between those releases. For anyone not subscribed, you still get access to all of our previous episodes and the season's bi-weekly releases. That content is free and always will be. So thank you patrons, hello new listeners, and if you've been with us from the start, thank you and welcome back. We hope you enjoy this season of Talking Backwards. Welcome back to Talking Backwards, a Twin Peaks podcast for season three, The Return. Wow. Wow. Wow, Dave. Wow. Wow, Dave. Wow. <laughs> We're here, guys. I can't. I can't. This is so surreal. This is so surreal. <laughs> Guess that was cute. Thanks. <laughs> We've been practicing. No. It is so, so real that we we're here. It is so real. <laughs> the yeah. Return. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. Yes. Of course, talking about part one, or my log has something to tell you. <laughs> oh, you, you you want the Pat stats on this? I am about to ask for the Pat stats. Oh, we can do that. Haul out your boy for some Pat stats, stats, stats. <laughs> <laughs> We've trimmed it down for season three. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, three <laughs> seconds instead of 12 seconds. That's so much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is this is part one of Twin Peaks: The Return, aka season three, episode one, aka my log has a message for you from Twin Peaks: The Limited Event Series. Enough titles for you. <laughs> well, it, no. it was it was actually so many titles that I think I said it wrong the first time. So I'm glad I'm yeah. glad to have you on board for the well, bad stats. It's it's clunky, obviously. What did you but- say? My log has something to say. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, it is it is clunky at best, and I mean I put a poll on our. Uh, Twitter a few weeks ago about what what do you call this because I've always called it the return some people do strictly call it season three hardly anyone has ever called it a limited event series but that is what it's advertised as like even on the box set it doesn't say anything about season three or the return it's like Twin Peaks a limited event series it's like what is it it's kind of a I mean as as far as things airing goes it's kind of a soft reboot I think yeah yeah in a way yeah yeah I mean it's definitely a continuation of this story just 25 years they did something similar later. with voltron oh never heard of it mm. <laughs> but yeah it took um 
it it took a while for this to come about. Um, sure so did. so I won't have to say this every time. Every episode of The Return is directed by David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Every episode is written by David Lynch and Mark Frost. So we can get that out of the way. I don't have to. What <laughs> about uh, every time? Unless you want to. What about uh, Mr. Dunham? Oh, Dwayne Dunham. He edits every episode of The Return. Wow. I like that a lot. Yeah. Just pretty, pretty great. Wow. Um, so yeah, there were always rumors and hopes that the show would, would come back in some way in the years that followed from, I think probably 2012, 2013 rumors really started ramping up. I don't know. I don't know if there, I don't, I think the rumors came about, about the, you know, the missing pieces finally coming out and you were getting closer to that 25 year, you know, later mm-hmm. point in the story that, you know, I think everyone just was clinging on to hope and right. I get it. I think Lynch, of course, is not just going to straight out say anything's coming back. Um, someone asked him at the Luca Film Festival um, about Twin Peaks, and he replied a very vague, like, well, it's a tricky question. There's always a possibility, and you'll just have to wait and see. And that was way more than anything he had ever said prior. He was always saying dead as a doornail, like, not going to happen. It's uh, a doorknob. Dead as a doorknob, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then on October 3rd, 2014, um, at 11.30 a.m., if you remember 11.30 a.m. I do. In the Twin Peaks universe is the time that Dale Cooper entered Twin Peaks. No. Um, I, did, <laughs> I did not. Uh, you don't remember him telling Diane that? I do now that you say it. Okay, okay. Well, Mark Frost and Dave Lynch posted on Twitter at the exact same time. <gasps> they said... Um, That's cute. Yeah, they... Yeah. You think uh, they planned that? It's highly unlikely. Uh, as Cooper always said... Um, when two separate events occur simultaneously <laughs> pertaining to the same object of inquiry, we must always pay strict attention. Hmm. Sounds I like, like a double to me. Yeah. <laughs> First double of the season. Yeah. Before the pat stats are over. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The, tweet, the, the tweet said, dear Twitter friends, that gum you like is going to come back in style. Hashtag damn good coffee. What? A tease, <laughs> a bubble uh, drug. Not so much a tease as an outright. <laughs> yeah, like, like okay, yo, yeah, yeah, something is happening. Yeah, <laughs> and a few days later, it was officially announced by Showtime uh, to be a nine-episode series initially. Hmm. Whoa! Um, and of course, over the next several months, you'd hear, you know, different actors were confirmed to be coming back, which is super cool. Um, but then everything came to a quick halt um, in April 2015. David Lynch said that he would not be directing them due to budget constraints. And people were pretty upset. How do you do this without David Lynch? And it's funny, actually, I want to bring up kind of a double. This this is a similar situation happened. I don't know if you guys remember I brought up in Firewalk with me. Kyle, no. they wanted Kyle McLaughlin to be in it, and he backed out. But a month later, he got back on in the smaller role. And there was a very right. nice parallel here with this and that. It's just like, of course, like some there's mm-hmm. some holdup. So it's interesting how history repeats itself in that way. But yeah, and so then a month after that, they came to an agreement and it was going to be 18 episodes <laughs> instead of the nine. Great. Um, even more. It's like, all right, you can do it, but you have to do 18 yeah. instead of nine. Well, you, you only get half bargain. the money. Yeah. So kind of on what you were saying too, they, uh, Mark Frost emphasized that these episodes were not a remake or a reboot, but a continuation of this series um, that they're set in present day. And the passage of 25 years is an important element in the, in the plot. Right. Um, <clears throat> just didn't expect to get that in real time. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, uh, Showtime's president, David Nevins, uh, said that the core of the the pilot is Agent Cooper's odyssey back to Twin Peaks, um, which I believe I remember seeing that phrase, or at least a variation of it, 
in the description and other places just about when the show came back. You, you weren't getting any information about anything. The trailer that came out for this, not a trailer. And that's fine. <laughs> that's great. It was just literally like 10 shots of different characters not even saying anything or barely saying anything um, to give you no indication of what this was going to be at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, also kind of a, an opposite to Firewalk With Me, um, the two-part premiere uh, premiered at Cannes Film Festival where it received a five-minute standing ovation, which I highly recommend watching the video on it's YouTube. It's too long to stand. It's amazing. Watch the video, though. It's so good. Did better um, than Fire Walk With Me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's a great video of that on YouTube. You can tell, I think, you, know, you can see Lynch getting emotional and Kyle's, they're all, the whole cast is there. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a really, really nice moment to see that this was so re- well-received mm-hmm. after everything this franchise had gone through. Um, in all the years. That's my opening statement, Tyler. I know you, so Dave, let's kind of repeat here. Uh, I've seen all the return. Dave, you've seen like eight or nine episodes, I think, or parts for now. (laughs) I was so excited about starting this with Tyler earlier. I forgot that I kind of had, I was going to prepare him with a sort of giant telling Cooper three things. I was going to tell him three things to just keep in mind for the season. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you now, Tyler. I'm not going to wave my hands. No, (laughs) Um, I'm telling you now. (laughs) I will tell you three things. One, Throw your expectations out the window. Two, Done. pay very close attention to the credits. Didn't have a choice. Three, be patient. Okay. And what are the other two things you forgot to tell me? I forgot to tell you that Audrey's dead. No. <laughs> she is not dead. Um, so. Also, uh, <laughs> I realized the reason that Audrey's character in Friends has one leg is because of the bank explosion. Got blown off. <laughs> it's a continuation. <laughs> Blew it right off. Uncanny. If you freeze frame and go just, just frame by frame on the video of the explosion, you, you see a single Audrey leg just <laughs> you, fluttering in the distance. If you look behind the, one the glasses, now. <laughs> yeah. when the glasses turn flying through the air, you can kind of see the leg's <laughs> reflection. <laughs> it's all true. Don't Snopes it. Um, are we ready to begin <laughs> this discussion? <laughs> I was already... I thought we already started. Well, no, I'm talking about the episode. Oh, so. yes. Um, yeah, why not dive into the episode? <laughs> oh, we're changing formats? Sure. Oh. We got to give people a hook. I think Tyler liked it, but let's, let's, let's get, let's get, <laughs> let's get moving. How do we start part one? Uh, part one starts where pretty much... Season one of Twin Peaks starts just, okay, well, so not exactly, but yes. So we're in the red room and it's uh, season one Cooper in the room with Laura Palmer. Season two Cooper. Season, yeah, season two Cooper, sorry. It's season two Cooper. And we kind of just uh, rehash the scene of him with Laura in the red room. And uh, when she tells him she'll see him again in 25 years. How perfect. Right. Completely what perfect. are the chances? Yeah, I feel like it had to be planned. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We get the meanwhile hands, and we get uh, a few more shots from the pilot. Uh, we have we have a very low frame rate shot yep. of the the girl running across the courtyard in the hallway as, too. At the yeah, high school. as the school's being told, uh, aka Dunk Jungle Stage. 
Oh, this is where I said, I bet Dunk Jangle's a teacher at this school now. <laughs> He's teaching dance. It's very possible. <laughs> He's a drama teacher. <laughs> this is how you sell a scene. <laughs> you get a part, no matter how small, you right. go for it. And this is how. Like when Dwight played Muty the Mailman in his high school production of Oklahoma. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, a, a lot of shots just, uh, uh, we, you know, we even get Laura's portrait and the mm-hmm. trophy case, just a lot of things yeah. to remind you what started twin. But was Peaks. this, is it, was it supposed to be just like past stuff? I wasn't supposed I to be like, so. I think it was this just is twin Peaks now no, and her yeah. picture's still in this. Right. I think since it was case. surrounded by all the footage yeah. from back then, it was just I feel like setting it was all up as a stuff. reminder. The only thing that wasn't was the, <laughs> the mill cause it was. Burned down. Yeah, yeah. The start of the mill was current. Yeah. Everything else was not current. No, my wife is current. <laughs> from what we had. Yeah. You know, you know what that was from. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> no one else. So all of that just to show, you know, or not, not show anything, but uh, to remind you where all this started, that yeah. this is Twin Peaks and this is what you need to remember. Uh, even without much detail, like anybody who's been following knows everything that's being shown. Yeah. Uh, then a a quick transition to 25 years later, still in the red room. Or no, no, this is the this is a black and white room. This is a black and white room. Where do you think? So where do you think Giant or should I say seven question marks and Cooper <laughs> are sitting? Where, where do you think this is? The black and white lodge. <laughs> The grayscale lodge. <laughs> They're combined the, as one. The black yes. and white lodge. This is the black and this white lodge. This is the yin and yang. This is the zen lodge. <laughs> I would just stay. Right? It's like, this is pretty chill. Yeah. It is We chill. got a gramophone? Yeah. yeah. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It looks comfortable. Yeah, the chairs look good, right? Yeah. I like it. I mean, and the giant also, look, I want that robe. Like, he's looking cozy. A lot of comfortable chairs in this episode. Also, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out. I would buy a coffee table book about the chairs of Twin Peaks. How many Twin Peaks coffee table books would you buy? You can never have too many, Tyler. We're in this Zen room. Yeah. Yes. The Zen lounge. Where we immediately get clues. <laughs> things to pay attention to. Yeah. Remember when I told you I had three things to tell you? I forgot some. <laughs> yeah. I've got more. And we got a whole new <clears throat> batch of things to be told. I like that it just kicks it off like we're yeah. we're here and we just get rolling yeah waste no time in in this this kind of stuff that happens in twin peaks it's mm-hmm. just you're hit with this information right away even though you have no idea what it is so we have current day cal mclaughlin who has aged like a fine wine yeah. sitting across yeah. from the giant who not, hasn't aged not a day like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. leather face boop Right. But <laughs> yeah. Cooper looks good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sharp, <laughs> sharp dress. He's kept it together. Um, yeah. Sitting across from the giant. Uh, the first, there's no lead up. He just is looking at him and he says, listen to the sounds. Points at a gramophone. That just makes him like popping and clicking. Yeah. Um, and we know sound is important to Lynch. I pointed it out to Tyler in the credits too, that who, who's credited as the sound designer on Twin Pinks. I do not remember. It was David Lynch. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I do remember the David Lynch remix of what was it? What was the song? 
Oh, the Ameri- the American woman is what yeah. it's called. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the plays when Cooper rolls up. Yeah, so he's very he's. But if you think about it too, when you think about it, even the stuff in Fire Walk with me, with like the sounds being important, like the whooping sound from mm-hmm. the arm, it's like, yeah, it's. You, oh no! You just that, need, that was Leo swinging the soap sock. Yeah, sounds more like a, a lot of lot of warbling going around. Yeah. Sound is, I think, sound is very important, and maybe even more important in this. It's better than the freaking arms new Hannibal Lecter. Sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, moving forward. (laughs) He says, listen to the sounds. uh, And then uh, as the the popping and clicking is playing on the gramophone, uh, you know, you have classic shots of reactions without reaction, where Cooper just kind of turns his head toward the gramophone, then back to the giant. Mm-hmm. And kind of waits for more. That's all. <laughs> it seems like yeah. that's all he knows to do. Yeah. At this point, and he uh, he says, "It is in our house now." The party. <laughs> our <Is> house. It, <laughs> or is he just referring to the gramophone? I don't know what he's saying. Mean, I mean, and, and what is, is our, our house even now. like? There's two questions here for me: is what is it? The gramophone. And mm-hmm. Who's whose house? Like where we're sitting here, the with, Lord's, with, mm-hmm. with the question mark man, Jack. Yeah. Is this like, your house, John? Yeah. Is it Zen Lodge? A lot of questions. This might be the cabin. You know who is a frequent uh, visitor at the Zen Lodge? Motherfucking Jerry Horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, he And is. it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> also a sign of the times. <laughs> what, are some of the, what are some of the other clues, Dave? Uh, just real quick, some other clues. Uh, he tells Cooper to remember 430. And he says, Richard and Linda, two birds with one stone. Richard. Oh. <gasps> oh. I know who's coming back. <laughs> you, Dick you and think- Linda Tremaine, I see you on the horizon. <laughs> I am coming for you. Tyler's bold prediction. Can I that like be a it. segment? Tyler's bold prediction. <laughs> so... He says these things and Cooper looks again to the gramophone and then back to the giant and says, I understand. I don't. I don't. I don't. He doesn't. He's just saving face. <laughs> He's like, like, Ooh, I don't want to, I don't want the giant to judge me. <laughs> What's the best way to get out of this? <laughs> Tired of talking to this guy. It's been 25 years. <laughs> like, like this is, isn't where I'm used to being. And I kind of just want to go. I didn't show up for new grayscale houses. Yes. But he soon gets his wish because the giant looks Over at him and says, Pleasantville. Yeah. Soon looks at him and says, you are far away. Oh yeah. And then he just disappears. Yeah, then he vanishes. I totally forgot about that. Cause it happens like eight times. Mm-hmm. And then smash cut. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a cabin in the woods. Yep. And the first this- thing Tyler said, is this Leo's cabin? <laughs> I said, yeah, he's remodeled <laughs> where <laughs> Wyndham Earl left him. <laughs> Leo's new house. He just staked his claim Trans- and set up shop. Renovated this cabin into a dumpy trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I say cabin, but what I mean is dumpy trailer. Yes, in the woods. A residence in the woods. Yeah. And this equals cabin. Yeah. Right. And a, a very haggard gentleman steps out of the door. Not immediately recognizable. With old to me person at all. sunglasses. You say yeah. that, but Tyler, the first thing he said was Jacoby. <laughs> <laughs> and then he took his sunglasses and I was like, Yep, <laughs> that's Jacoby. Yep, that's the guy. Dr. Jacoby. He's uh, receiving yeah. some boxes. 
Full of shovels. Full of shovels. Yeah. <laughs> and then some faint dialogue from Very far faint, away. Yeah, yeah mm. pretty much just like, you need to hang with these dogs? Like, no, no, no. And we'll see you maybe in part three. And this scene takes a while. Yeah. yeah. It does. As he unloads shovels in real time. From you gotta the love that like this show's been gone for so long. And I mean, I, I almost look at this as like the opening scene, really. I mean, the first one's just like, okay, here's your clues for the season. Mm-hmm. This is now we're getting going. We're in the woods. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're we're here a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's Jacoby and we don't know what he's doing with these shovels. Yeah. Yeah. Long shots are what's on offer this episode. Yeah. Like and that's Lynch is back with a vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, this episode, this this season. Somebody who greenlighted this is just facepalming, just like, oh, I should have known. Should have watched this crap before Uh, I said yes. (laughs) All I ever watched of his was, what did Jack do? And (laughs) I expected more like that. (laughs) That was after this. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's so silly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unless he's from the future. Mm Mm-hmm. This fictitious person we made up that greenlit this show. Well, is it future or is it past? Hmm. That I'll never tell. And I'll tell you how you establish lore in Twin Peaks. Laura? No. Lore. I tell you how you establish lore in Twin Peaks. You go to New York City. Oh yeah, right. Amazing shots. I thought too, it was. By the way. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out to Peter Dimming the director of photography, this, the shots and not even just the New York city shots, but shots of the woods in yeah. these episodes, right, yeah, even the opening shots. 4k uh, is working in Twin Peaks favor. <laughs> yeah. This, this show looks good. Mm-hmm. Granted. I did think this was Twin Peaks. <laughs> he first said that before it said New York city. He goes, wow. Twin Peaks has been <laughs> <they've> really, developed. <laughs> really developed over the last 25 years. Had a boom after all these deaths. I was, was going to say a boom. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Nope, it's this is New York City. Yep. And uh we have an unnamed gentleman uh sitting in front of an empty glass box that it seems to have a hole drilled through the building to the outside where you can see the starry night. I thought it was just the city. The hole or the exterior the exterior box? Box. Well, well we're inside now, looking yes. at the box. And the back of the box has a a porthole. To the city. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So he's just sitting here looking at this thing for what feels like ages. Yeah. Until there's a buzz and alert. I I really liked this because I, I like that I could follow exactly how this routine is happening. There's a buzz that says camera three. And then this takes a while, but he goes to get a step stool, go up to a particular camera, take out the SD card from that camera. Mm-hmm. Go over to a massive safe. Yeah. Unnecessary. (laughs) Huge. Opens that up to find just a, a wall of foam. How long do you think they, they've been filming this box? I think pictures. I think this is not the first safe SD cards. Yeah. Cause I don't know what the storage capacity is on these things. What year is it? 2017. I think. 16 might technically be when it was like, I mean, that changes things. <laughs> so probably what? 256? Sure. Would, yeah. 512? Yeah. Max? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'd say, we'll say money's no object. 512. I'll say 500 because you still want to be efficient. Okay. Yeah. So, so 500 yeah. per SD card of video footage. And he brings it over 
and sticks it in its little slot. The next one, there are multiple behind it and yeah. multiple to come to fill this box up. There is a freight elevator in this room that I can only assume is for getting these giant safes in and out full of video footage that are looking at a box. Yeah. I feel like, so I feel like this job is pointless. <laughs> I feel like, first of all, if you have to have somebody sitting there and watching and filming all this stuff. I'm going to counter your beat. Just so you know. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> um, job, oh, is, job is pointless. You don't, why do you have to store all this stuff? Like if nothing has happened or if something does happen, write a note. Oh, hey, this happened. And then I'll tape the SD card to this little note. Or are you spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars on SD storage safes? I don't know. Let's let's speculate real quick on let's. this on this guy's salary. This guy? Yeah. Does oh, he's it? making like eleven bucks an hour. He's making minimum wage in New York, so it's like two bucks. <laughs> I'd, I'd, say, I'd say he's making a clean 35 a year to sit here and look at this box oh yeah so he's impoverished <laughs> I'm not going to ask questions about why we have all this footage no you don't have to do anything because nothing happens until it happens and when it happens yeah, when, we know when it happens, happens it sounds like you quit your job right. or something something happens yeah. and you go away but if I'm getting paid to sit around and wait for something to happen. And then I don't have that job anymore. That's fine. I'm not working. I'm shocked. This guy doesn't have a game boy or something. Anything. He's not getting paid to play games. I guess that's true. So maybe he's making a lot of money. Million dollars. You're talking like night. 45. <laughs> yeah. $45. <laughs> he's not getting paid a million. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he should have at least like a million dollar life insurance well, policy though. Well, we learned that. A billionaire owns the building. Right. A yes. billionaire does own the building. But what's important right now is that this is his job. Yes. Staring at this box. Wow, we've taken a long time talking about just what this guy does. <laughs> and he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he, stares, he stares at the box. He puts away SD cards. And then he puts a new SD card in and he looks at the box some more. Yeah. And that's it. And then apparently he gets a I latte. Guess, I guess nightly latte delivery. Nightly latte run. Uh, there's a young lady that brings coffees. Tracy. Probably for quite a while. Yeah. Because it he doesn't seem surprised that she's there. He knows her name. Yeah. She has two lattes. Yes. One's for him and one is for her. She Did you notice what was on the latte? On the, the, cup? the same thing that's on her uniform. I a, did not see that. It's a Z. Is it a Z? Is that, that a Z cup? <laughs> is that a Z cup? Is that a A cup? <laughs> then over at the desk we have this like has been washed up high school wrestler. <laughs> who they gave a uniform and probably a gun. Yeah. He's very disgruntled. Yeah. I can't come with you. That's the rules. That's the rule. Sorry, Tracy. Yeah. Tracy wants to come in. She wants to have coffee with our, our boy here. He's Sam, Sam Colby. Do we get his name? I don't know that she ever says Sam. It's just in the, the credits. I think it's in the credits. Yeah. Sam yeah. Colby. Well, that's a waste of writing. But I didn't even know this actor's name, so I didn't know who was being credited to yeah. what. Right. That's the, that's the tough part. But uh, she wants to come in with coffee. Uh, the guard won't let him, and he knows that the guard won't let him. Top secret. Top secret. But uh, he does thank her multiple times for the coffee. He does. He really does. He does. Because <laughs> she's such a bad girl. 
She is. But he's weird. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you, Tracy. <laughs> Thanks, like Tracy. in a serial killer kind of way. Yeah, I mean, just like listen. in a fear kind of way. Like, yeah, like, listen to these. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. <laughs> That's my damn fine line of the night. Damn fine. What's crazy to me is that this guy is a Twin Peaks character. And Tracy is not. Right. She's just a normal person. Right. She's, She's not a CBS Twin Peaks character. <laughs> no. Yeah, there are, there are new Twin Peaks characters who are very much like regular people who speak normally. And then you have a lot of Twin Peaks characters who have these long, drawn-out interactions where they just stare at each other and don't say anything until somebody says a little bit. <laughs> Because that's the life they know. They're they're familiar with it. Yeah. But when somebody Uh-oh. from this from this <laughs> new 2017 filming characterization encounters somebody who is acting very Twin Peaks, they don't know how to handle it. That's true. I love it. Yeah. Tracy but, wants it though. She try, does. Try me. She, <laughs> you're a bad girl, Tracy. <laughs> She's a bad girl. <laughs> But no, he, he thinks I wish her I could times. use that more. <laughs> <laughs> he thanks her for the coffee, and she just lets him have both because she's not getting what she wants tonight. So it's like, I brought two coffees. But... I want to point out, I noticed, I don't know at which point that I noticed, but in the room with the glass box by the couch where he sits mm-hmm. on the table, there is a bonsai tree. Bonsai! <laughs> yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Also, there was one angle where it looked like this chair was super uncomfortable. Okay, I've got beef. Oh, great. I got beef! This chair is built for two. Why is there always just one person in the room? It's like they expect there to be somebody else. Twin Peaks. You don't want them maybe to... He wants to lay, maybe he wants to lay down. Here's the thing. You don't want somebody whose job is to sit here and stare at a box to uh-huh. lay down because they will fall asleep. Because their job is not to lay down and look at the box. Someone it's intentionally put there. that there because they want them to have sex in front of the box. Because <sighs> we all know what happens. Sex in front of the box. When you have... Sex in front of a glass box sex of mag- emotion. Sex magic. You die. Yeah. Death by sex. Exactly. Death oh. by sex. Oh. <laughs> she killed him with sex. Yeah, she <laughs> killed him with sex, yeah. How much simpler does it have to be? Dave's saying she killed him with sex. Well, she died too. I don't care. She okay. started it. <laughs> Gives credence to my No, look, he just wanted theory. to make out a little. One of my theories that either the thing in the box was an alien or her. Here's what happened when we watched. So when we watched this scene, when you first see what is in the glass box mm-hmm. when they're doing it, uh, Tyler immediately Shit. says, "Is that an alien?" Three seconds later, he sees that you, the, this thing at least has breasts, and he goes, "Is that her?" <laughs> and that's valid. It is valid because. Also, I, I want to point out, did you see, was there anything interesting in the credits? Did you guys see anything else interesting? In oh, the, the credit for Alien? The experiment figure? The experiment. Or experiment model? Yeah, the experiment. And that's what, that was the girl playing. Who was so it? credited as the experiment. I mean, I can find out if you need to know. It was jarring that uh, this thing shows up, whales on him. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> Yeah, it was all, it's, really it's just, goes to dumb. Yeah, just blurred slashing. It's straight. It's it's such a like B movie horror, like just slasher little. And I am here for yeah, it. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just like you know, you have the hot couple that gets slashed up by a monster, but also the amount of time, and just how quiet everything is. Not even just in this scene, but honestly, in, in the return this far, 
makes everything more tense anyway. So the, I really enjoyed the, oh, you build. Mean the atmospheric humming. Yes, if you watch the subtitles, yes. it does say atmospheric humming. <laughs> um, As my, one of the like the track, the best credits? one. Yeah. I don't know if we've gotten to it yet, but the best one in the subtitles in the series is intense ominous whooshing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not body falls on floor. But it is intense <laughs> ominous whooshing is <laughs> whooshing intensifies. Yeah. Whooshing intensifies. Yeah, uh, but no, it just I loved the build because it made the moment that much more horrifying mm-hmm. um, for me anyway. Yeah. And that's, that's jumping ahead, but that really it is, is uh, uh, these two characters arc. That's it's their demise. Uh, there is more to discuss about that scene, which we will reach as we approach it. Yep. Back to the great Northern. Meanwhile, you, you're, you perked up when you saw the great Northern shot. I did. <laughs> it's the first time I ever saw it clearly in daylight in daylight. <laughs> it was, it was beautiful. Um, Seemed like they moved the building back a little bit. That's just passing of time. <laughs> yes. Rocks I've heard move. buildings back buildings up move. over time. <laughs> but they, they don't move like us. They just go, whoa, 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 whoa. But it takes like 25 Josie, years. Josie moved it. Uh, it was in the wood. She's just ramming the, <laughs> yeah. the drawer yeah. in and out, yeah. trying to scoot the building back. She just pops up on yep. chicken legs like Baba Yaga's hut. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. man. No, a very recognizable. What is shenanigans? Ooh, <laughs> we have a very recognizable Richard Bamer. Yeah, opposite the my reaction to Russ Tamlin. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I was like, well, this is Benjamin Horn. Yeah, just doing his thing at the Great Northern. Uh, he's taking care of business as usual. Ashley Judd is his assistant. Ashley Judd is his assistant. <laughs> That's weird. People. That's yeah. weird. Who also has aged not. Right. Yeah. 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 Looks the same. So she's around, and uh, they're discussing the fact that a skunk had gotten into the hotel. No, 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 no. The skunk was way over there. <laughs> it was not <laughs> anywhere in the Great Northern. How did the skunk get in his room? Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. It was the other side of the hotel. Yeah. That's fine. It was at the bottom of the waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> With Mike. <laughs> Mike. And also the triumphant return of Jerry Horn. So triumphant. As soon as did you did you immediately know? Oh yeah. When as soon as you heard the noise, it was yeah. just like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> and of course he has food. And then Salty, whatever I was picturing in my head punchy. was not what happened on the screen. Not at all. Nope. Yeah. So He's when become a hippie, you know, uh, marijuana is legal in in the state, the of, state Washington. of Twin Peaks. This guy is off the rails. What do you think he's infused into his smoked cheese pig? THC, man, man. Love. Oh, yeah. There's a whole big bag of love in there. <laughs> yep, Jerry Horn's back. He is very homeless looking. <laughs> yes. Huge beard, knit cap, layered clothing, all just filthy. He. Makes himself at home in a chair nearby. Yep. Props his legs up. <laughs> Props his legs Very up. Very comfortable. Kicks up what are sure to be just terrible smelling feet. Oh, yeah. Hiking boots and bomba socks. <laughs> <laughs> He's here, and uh, he gets introduced to uh, Beverly, the assistant, before she's sent away. So that My name is Jud. Ashley Jud. Yes. Yes. So that, uh, I guess, so Jerry can get his spring rolls in peace. But he basically suggests that uh, Ben will more than likely hit that. Suck it to yes. me. Suck it to me. Suck it to me. Are you S-P-E-C-T, Jerry? <laughs> Big Aretha Franklin fan. Ob- obviously. <laughs> no, Jerry's, uh, Jerry's chowing down. He's got himself some, is it pound cake? Or, or banana, banana bread. bread. Banana, banana bread. Banana bread. That's right. Jam. Mm-hmm. 
and jam, both infused with THC, and he is about to achieve liftoff. Swimming in my mind at this time, literally, is my new hydroponic indica sativa hybrid. A touch of the mythic AK-47 by way of the Amsterdam Express. It's baked into this banana bread and infused in this potent, spreadable jam that's ideal for creative sojourns of a solitary nature. Wheels up. Yes. Wheels up. Wheels up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my damn fine line of the night. Damn fine. Dude, it's so good. (laughs) So good. It's the best explanation. It's good. Just these guys in food. It kills me. It's great. But we also learn here that uh, Jerry has taken on a profession that has tripled the revenue of the Horn Brothers, and it is in the THC business, which is now legal. Awesome. Pretty pretty compelling stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, not where I saw Jerry's character going, but here we are. Yep. But makes total sense, and nobody is surprised. That's true, actually. Like... (laughs) I, you know, you see him and you're, it is, you have that moment of shock, but it's also, no, I'm not shocked. Yeah. You know, I, I should have picked up on the, on the weed thing because let's look at the food this guy's been eating throughout the series. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like this guy. It makes sense. Has munchies. For sure. Yeah, he does. He brings in fresh munchies from France or wherever. <laughs> no way that much. It was fresh, <laughs> but let's get even more familiar territory. Sure. Let's go to the Twin Peaks Sheriff Station. Let's. We're here. We are. Lucy Brennan's still running the phones. And it's Lucy Brennan. Happy it's to see that. It Lucy says Brennan. Brennan and not Lucy Moran. Mm-hmm. That was my big takeaway immediately. I was like, oh. Yep. Okay. They they figured it out. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Also, Kimmy Robertson has aged like a fine wine as well. <laughs> right. Yes. She, looks the same. she looks the exact same. Yeah. Yes. It's great. I don't know what's in the water. In Twin Peaks. Blood. <laughs> blood and water. It's, it's spirit Ooh. water. Shark in the water. Oh, she's there, and a, and a guy comes in asking for Sheriff Truman, and she says, which one? She says, one, one's fishing and one's sick. What does that mean? It Fish could son, make a two, difference. Two, two Trumans. <laughs> we do His learn. Father, we do sheriffs. Well, no, we do learn in the secret history that he has a brother. Mm-hmm. Well, Lucy states again that it could make a difference depending on which one he's looking for. Mm-hmm. doesn't really specify if you want the fishing one, you can see him later, or if you want the sick one, sorry, he's sick. Yeah, right. She's you like, can see him never. It could make a difference, but it's about insurance. The guy loses his card. She says she'll call him back. This plays out way less organically than we just described it. Yes. Yeah, it is super Twin Peaks. It yeah. is. This is this is peak. It peaks. is. It was to the point that I know Lucy's character is weird. Yes, and I don't know, and definitely in her own world. <laughs> yes, knowing those things, I was like, "What is wrong with her?" Like. She's like 80 times worse than she was in the pilot. Announcing phone transfers. <laughs> <laughs> but then. Same old Lucy. It's, I don't know, I guess mirrored in that dumb ass lady in Buckhorn, Buckhorn South Dakota with the keys to the apartment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to get there. Uh, we do. But first, we are on our way to a house. We're in a car. There we are. <laughs> Soundtrack on point. Yeah, so on point. It's a, it's a really... I thought this was James 
grand return. He did. He thought with the lights, he thought it was a motorcycle. Yeah. I was like, if this is James getting this badass moment, I'm done. <laughs> and it wasn't. No, James gets a and moment, not, but it would have much different not music. Badass. You would have much different music. Yeah. It would be like just you and right. not me. Right. Because I song had a is, car, I had a bike crash. This song is by Muddy Magnolias. It's called American Woman, but it is the David Lynch remix. Yeah, DLR. Which is pretty much just the uh, slowed down yeah. <laughs> pitch version. Slowed down 237. Yeah. yeah, quarter speed. And it's perfect. It is, But it hits. Yeah. It, when it hits, it, it you jump. Yeah, it hits. <laughs> yeah, it definitely lands. Uh, this is... Cooper's doppelganger that escaped from the lodge boop at the boop that escaped at the end of season two that the old house Annie smashed his face into a mirror. Yes, he is quite tan, a little world weary. Also looks like not, not taking care of his skin. <laughs> it just, I get the feeling that he smells like cream corn that's been sitting in an ashtray for 25 years. I just, I don't even know what that would smell. like. <laughs> That's exactly. It smells like he looks. <laughs> he smells like it's, a mystery. <laughs> smells like he looks. Now he drives up to this uh, Hills Have Eyes little cabin out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, there's, for some reason, a guard with a shotgun at the front. Yeah. Guard. Sure. Guard in quotes. <laughs> Person. He approaches and quickly handles this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. So, yeah, this is, this is Cooper. Doppelganger. Boop. It's Boop. He's got many uh, names. The, yeah, he's got many names. Mr. I, C. Yeah, Mr. C, Evil Coop, Doppel Coop, mm-hmm. Bob That's Coop, Cooper Ganger. Bob Coop? <laughs> Bob Coop. That's stupid. Bob Cooper, Robert Cooper. I hope whoever <laughs> came up with that is listening because you are an imbecile. Spirit Agent Robert Cooper. I like that. <laughs> Spirit Agent Robert Cooper. I like that. Or simply Bob Coop or is simply stupid. Boop. <laughs> Boop is the best, obviously. Yeah. And then Otis here refers to him as Mr. C. Mm-hmm. And that which is... I, that's what I've heard Kyle McLaughlin pretty much refer to this character as in interviews. Kale. Kale. Yeah. And uh, he, so he takes out this guy that's watching the front door, not really guarding it, but quickly takes him out. Uh, he, he rolls in looking like a, just, just a, just a, like a drifter rock star. <laughs> A beat piece of leather <laughs> with a ponytail. He doesn't have a ponytail. Yeah, he has a half He does have pony. a tiny, a tiny. Oh, yeah, he's leather. got the half pony. Yeah. yeah, he's got the little, yeah, just to keep the rest of the sides out. of his head. He looks, I could not figure out who he looks like, and I still can't, but, like, when he gets out of the car and he starts walking, there's this, like, old man with long black hair, and I can't decide... <laughs> If I know him as like a magician or or what, but he reminds me of this person so much. (laughs) That's Valentino. David Copperhead. (laughs) Copperhead? He's wearing wearing snakeskin. Okay. Call him David Copperhead. Perfect. David Copperhead. So David Copperhead rolls in and uh, <laughs> just helps himself to an armchair sitting across from an old man with a hook. 
Yeah, we'll Tyler thinks it's Hook from the movie Hook. <laughs> he definitely he definitely has the dick dastardly mustache. <laughs> and he's he seems to be sipping sun tea, I'm gonna hope. I thought it was just like moonshine or something. It could have been moonshine, but it, it wasn't completely clear, so it's, it's Does he remind you of anyone else? One of two things. Does he remind you of anyone else, been. Dave? He reminds me a lot of the waiter. Senior Drill Cup. Senior Drill Cup. It reminds me very much of him. And to, to the point that I was like, is that the same guy? But like, no, there's no way because that guy's long dead. He's got the that uh, Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> the only cure is sun tea. <laughs> You've said that on the show before. I did? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember to who or what, but you've said that because I've heard you say that <laughs> on the show. He's got that Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. So this is Otis, and yeah. he addresses uh, Copperhead as Mr. C. Yeah. And he's, they just kind of make them, he just kind of makes himself at home. They sit across from each other and exchange a, a moment of pause. Yeah, I was going to say, do they exchange anything? They don't exchange anything. They just kind of <laughs> sit across from each other. What do you think goes on in this place? Some, something so, very illegal if someone's guarding. Yeah. Well, here's an, an issue I had with the scene. Not, not beef, but just a, a query. What, what? I got query. <laughs> <laughs> what is everybody doing? <laughs> It seems like this guy's entire night is sit in this chair and sip from this mason jar. <laughs> and then you have these other guys. <laughs> yeah, what? Just in the back. <laughs> your your reaction was my my reaction to the first time. It was just you get this shot, this You're wide what? shot of them, and Todd just goes. <laughs> like he's, he just moves his head forward. He's trying to see him. He's like, who is back there? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you who's back there is Beulah. Beulah comes out from Firstly, the back. She comes out from the back. There's these two out. other people that are sitting. One's in a wheelchair. Maybe they're both in wheelchairs. I'm not yeah, entirely sure. Oh yeah, one, those yeah, guys. That's what we're talking about. One's yeah. the yeah. son. One's the son of the the couple from the American Gothic, mm-hmm. and then the other one is this. Like, <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> the other is I don't know. I guess some. I don't know. It was weird. So these <laughs> these two carnival acts are sitting in the back, and well put. It's it's like a guy with arms that are too short, and there's another dude near him. There, I I think they are both in wheelchairs. This are is, they? One of them for sure. Is. I know the one in the like further back. Well, this is that's why, what I was leaning in trying to like look at. Th- this is why I said the the hills have ice house because I nothing against anybody who has a, a natural condition. Like you're, if you're dealt a weird card with your physiology, though, that's a unique challenge for your life. And I, I, I can't speak to that, but these people were specifically chosen to be jarring in their visual. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's not, I, I'm not saying that, that these, these people would be weird looking to just see them out in public, but they have been specifically positioned, staged, made up, and given no context, just to have this cabin be a place that you walk into and just like, what is happening? Yeah. That's how this was set up. And that was my reaction. Yeah. I'll be honest. I get that. So there are those guys in the back of the room. Uh, from a separate room comes Beulah. Yeah. Who is the wife from the American Gothic painting. Yes. With a either black wig or dyed black hair. I couldn't tell you. And, and like some long janky fingernails, like <laughs> full on, I don't even know. But the functions she seems to serve is to go and get Ray and Daria from the back. Yes. Yeah. 
Like, why can't they come out on their own? Yeah. Like, why didn't why didn't they just come out with her? Also, just like knowing what we know, or not that we know a ton about these characters in the in this next episode, but why is she having to just get them? <laughs> like, are they just there f- for Boop to use? Like, it seems like they all work for Boop on some level, which seems like the guy except out front for the guard should have gotten the memo. Right. Yeah. It's like if you see David Copperhead roll up, don't shotgun him. <laughs> yeah. Lest you get knocked um, out. Yeah. Big mystery. What's the purpose of this place? I am 800% confident we will never know. <laughs> is it a brothel? Is it? I think, I think there's Sun-Tea zero is... clientele. <laughs> I think Sun Tea is their major export. Yes. So, <laughs> and and we make knockoff. <laughs> Like sun kiss or what a snapple sun piss <laughs> after Ray and Daria come out who Ray looks like somebody and I, I can't pin it down. Kind of looks like somebody, doesn't he? I can't pin it down. This not an Elvis impersonator comes out with not Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. There's a lot of like great descriptions. Dave. Like, no, just, it is a great description. So close. Because yeah. until he said that, I was yeah. like, She's looked like somebody this whole time. So close. (laughs) But they come out and it seems like they just kind of already know what's up because they're they're ready to go. Yeah, they're ready to go. They're they're locked and loaded. They they all head out together. Shortly after that uh, is another scene back in the glass box room with our unnamed gentleman and another buzz. So he changes the SD card again. This seems like a new safe already. Yeah. It's safe to assume that. So he stopped um, after, I guess, after he put the SD card in there, and he kind of stopped, and I thought, like, maybe he noticed one of the cards was missing. So I thought, See, I thought I that, thought too. Tracy came in at some because she was watching the code, right? because we all know. You're a bad girl, Tracy. That's right. Um, I thought she came back and, like, took an SD card. I don't know. That's just what it seemed like when he stopped. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then I guess it was because... There was something off in the routine that usually goes on. It did seem like something was amiss when he opens the door this time to change the card. And I kind of picked up on that too. But uh, I I should, uh, full transparency, I'm almost on board with Tyler through this season because I am not familiar with any of this. (laughs) I I have seen up to part eight. I do not remember anything about seeing up to part eight. (laughs) So as I'm rewatching, it's like seeing it for the first time again, or just Uh-oh. being reminded. So I'm I'm on board with like I'm not sure what that means at this point. Well, I think I think that's also set up what's about to happen because something's clearly off. You have not only is that off, but off. the guard is gone. Guard's gone. Yeah, Tracy's in the lobby and, with and two lattes. I think no all of these things are happening to allow that loss from his what's about to happen in last the last high box. school yes. wrestling match really got to him. Took the night off. So I think I don't think it's a coincidence that these things are a little off based on mm-hmm. what's about to happen here. I think it's all a part of this plan. Yep. Tracy invites herself up. She's obviously tried this several times. Well, she's also said something like nobody's here, as in like, I don't know. I always just kind of maybe assumed that. The billionaire owned this entire building. This was the only thing going on in this building. I assume so as well. Yeah, and that when she Do we came think in the downstairs, security guard is the billionaire. It's very possible. Good theory. Uh, I assume there would be a guard downstairs too to let her up, mm-hmm. and she said no one's here. I thought this was ground level since there's a lift that goes up to the box room. 
You thought this was uh, ground level? Well, no, but he comes and out you of thought the... there was a lift that came up to it? Well, he yeah. comes out of a door, though, Sam. Like, he comes out of a door to go into that room. But there's, like... A... So I watched with captions, okay, okay, so, so I know what I'm, I'm talking about. Here. Yeah, I'm you too. think something's on the ground level, and that well, we see her there leave. is we a lift that comes up to the ground level. No, I think that where the guard is, is the ground level. I know, but we but see that's where down. she comes, yeah, she comes she up. She goes down from yeah, there. Yeah, she goes down from there, yeah. We see her get in the elevator, and we see her clearly go down out of the front. The camera goes, and she 100% goes behind a wall. Yeah, so There's no way they used an elevator. They were like, okay, now duck. So, like I said, not familiar with these episodes. <laughs> right. But I, but I knew it wasn't the ground floor. <laughs> okay, fantastic, fantastic. Great observation. I did not pick up on this. So this is floor two. This is definitely, Perfect. I mean, well, I mean, look to it. What, I mean, it may be, there may be no other floors in the building. This is the, the rare two-floor building <laughs> yeah. in New York yeah. City. Where the second floor is at the top. Because we know that it's clearly high up based on what we see in the next. The next episode. 30 floors in the building. Purely for aesthetic. One, one, and all the outside. One B, one C. And the establishing shot of the outside of the building when we first see it. We clearly see it panning up, you know, to the top of that building. Sure. Yeah, it was very clear. Well, it, and it is it is possible that this being a top secret facility, quote unquote, there there's like a, a bunker that goes down and then an elevator that goes up. And then this is floor one. It could be, but I just see him walking out the door. Don't punching. look like that. Don't look but like she, that. We but see she him. came in. Yeah, and we see so him. She went into the bunker. She went, yeah, she went to the bunker. <laughs> Why'd she go down there? Coffee delivery. Coffee delivery, yeah. She slips the guy a fiver. You're a bad girl, Tracy. But we see him punch the code to get out. We never see Sam go in an elevator. He punches the code to get out of the glass box room, and then he walks right outside okay. to where they are. So, there's nobody here. <laughs> He's yep. not even in the shitter. <laughs> No, no one's in the shooter. Knock twice. We all know after two knocks, free dinner. No one's shitting except for the audience after they see what comes out of the glass box. Her as an alien. <laughs> Which is what Tyler established. Trey, Traylian. <laughs> um, stabbing faces. Box watcher boy checks the bathroom. Yeah. There's no one in there. Convinced that there is no one in the bathroom or at the guard station. He clears Tracy for entry. Yeah. And he, he just kind of shows her around, shows her around the place, uh, says, this is the box yeah. I watch. It's, it is a glass box. And that nothing has ever happened. Uh, well, it has happened once. Not while he was there. Says the last guy that watched the box. And he's not there anymore. See, I, 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 thought, I guess I just interpreted that differently as this guy saw it. Because he says, he tells her that he never told anybody what he saw. Right. But something happened. Right. But is he saying, like, he saw something and he quit his job? or It's ambiguous. He, he was still alive, essentially, after it's that? Or ambiguous. It's ambiguous. Uh, he we didn't tell anybody because he died. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. It's either, it's either he saw something that scared him so bad that he didn't say anything and left, or, Which, he, or he was butchered. Were I to survive this night, I definitely would have quit. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not worth... Getting not, stabbed in the face. It's not worth 40 a year to live in New York City. <laughs> no. Also, it's like I it put, be making 50. It's also like it put them in a trance, too, because they didn't get out of there. They're just staring at it. Mm-hmm. Well, well yeah. what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? I've never been in this situation. I have no idea. I mean, they don't have clothes on. They don't have clothes Neither on. Neither did Trey Land, but... They, they sit on this chair that's clearly meant for two. 
Perfect. Uh, they share a glance. Yes. Uh, Stolen. My dude asks if she wants to make out a little bit. And then... And she do. And they make out a little bit, and that quickly escalates. For like two seconds? <laughs> yeah, they make out for like two seconds. She stands up, undresses to nude, and he follows suit. They do sex. And as they do sex, finally something happens in the box. Yeah. Just, and it's weird. It, like The timing is horrible. Goes completely black. The box fills with Just black. Just the box. It was yeah. so weird. And then there's this projection of this form, which is a, a nude lady with a bonkers head. Yeah, an alien head. Yeah. And here's what bothered me the most. This figure wasn't in the center of the box. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It was a little off center. Yeah. Yeah. It bothers me. Yeah, just from a framing perspective, it was a little unsettling. But what about this should be settling? <laughs> this monster shows up in the box, and uh, I don't, I forget his name, Brother Man, sees it in there, and it quickly starts to like blast its way out of the box. Oh, yeah. And then Tracy sees it, and they're just frozen with horror, as anybody would. Yeah. If, if an alien monster with hooties starts blasting out of a box. And you yourself were naked. Yes. Like you are defenseless. You are completely exposed. And all they can do is hold each other tight as they get cut to ribbons by this thing. And it's pretty horrible. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Both instances of nudity in the series thus far have been violent and awful. <laughs> that was, I don't know. Like I was not like. Oh, you want this, this isn't Tyler, Twin Peaks. Yeah, you said you shouted that afterwards. You go, this isn't Twin Peaks. Like as soon as that scene, he goes, "This isn't Twin Peaks." Yeah. <laughs> now it it's not Twin Peaks as we know it. It is New York. It is over the top with the supernatural stuff in this episode. Yeah, which I was kind of prepared for <laughs> because of the book. <laughs> right. That's like, why I immediately I was like, "Is that an alien?" <laughs> did it think? Did it make? Did anything in the scene make you think of anything else in the book? I'm just curious. Um, yeah, so uh, when the when the box filled with black, I was reminded that uh, the words on the page are also black. He's just, he's just being dumb. Oh, you're just being an idiot? Yep. You mean smart and I know colors. It was a serious question. Yeah, and that was my way of saying it. No, it's fine uh, no. if you don't have anything. I'm just curious. Yeah, so I what, don't. What were you fishing for? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I've got I've got a couple, but I want you to tell me what you yeah tell tell me, tell me what you think that means yeah <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say crunch we are gonna talk about it at some Did point but I'm not gonna but you're gonna forget and I'm, I'm abs- never gonna have this I'm absolutely not gonna forget all right I'll tell you how From else the book I'll tell you how else you establish lore in Twin Peaks <sighs> Marjorie Green you go to Buckhorn South Dakota <laughs> that's right. Where we are introduced to just a, a stone's throw from yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where we're introduced to a lady walking her dog down the hallway mm-hmm. of an apartment Armstrong. building. Jeez, it's Mar- little, yeah, Lou Armstrong. Pepper. This is Marjorie Green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't she's something? She is oh, Mar- a piece of work. Yeah, no, she's rough. <laughs> she's rough. This is a class. I was I was telling Tyler I was like, this is kind of a it's it's certainly a classic Lynch scene and 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 humor, but also this. This could totally stand alone as its own goofy short film. You know what I mean? Like just <laughs> yeah. this whole this, thing. This sequence rules. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing could be its own little mini film. Um, 
But yeah, she smells something in the apartment next door. It's horrid. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what it smells like. I imagined two things. Let's let's hear it. First, I imagined the smell, obviously, of death. And then scorched engine oil. The only other pervasive smell (laughs) in the series. And I'm pretty sure I'm right as of what's discovered later. Yeah. I am not. Actually, I am because I called Shaggy out. So she calls the Buckhead PD. uh, And who shows up? Bobby Newport Sr., the damn (laughs) founder of the Sweetums Empire. (laughs) It's true. No longer in that wheelchair. No, he got out. He must have that Benjamin Button disease as well. (laughs) So the cops show up. um, Trying to figure out how to get into this place. It's locked. Locked up. Locked up tight. Uh, they're, they need to get Kick into this apartment. They need to get into this apartment where the strange smell is coming from. They consider a locksmith. I do want to point out, I don't remember when Marjorie said it. I don't know if she said it when she first called the cops, but she said that... Um, she didn't she, know the address. She'd been missing mm-hmm. for three days. Well, she hadn't seen her in three days. She hasn't seen her in three days. Right. Just want to point that out. Sure. Yes. Yeah, she also can't remember her address. Silly Marjorie. Classic. Classic Marjorie. 1349... Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Mm. Like Native Americans? Yes. Like Copperhead? Like, like David, David Copperhead? Copperhead? It's fam- all coming together. The famous Magertian? Magertian. <laughs> the name we made up definitely plays into this lore. Yes. Dave, David Copperhead, the famous Magertian. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. They call a locksmith. Then she come, She has a very giant moment. The oh, giant? yeah. I, there's another thing I forgot, I forgot to tell to you, tell you yeah. um, that the, the, I guess the, the landlord, landlord yeah. mm-hmm. is out of town, but when he goes out of town, he leaves his keys with his brother. Yeah. Um, his brother's the maintenance guy. You can go find him, whatever. So they go and look for this guy. What I love about this dude is you're hearing so many names in like a matter of like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds. You've been name dropped like five different people. Yeah. So they go. And find I, what I assume to be the maintenance guy, but I this guy I don't think it is. Well, what's this guy's name? It's just a I don't know, shady. So many so many names got thrown out. Shady Baldy, med, Sh- medical shady bag with a with a doctor bag. Because they they need Barney, who is the landlord, but Barney is the one who's out of town. So he would have left his keys with his brother Chip. But to find Chip, they need to talk to Hank. Fillmore, Hank. That's right. I remember that. That it was that dead ass uh, Hank guy. I thought it was Hank, Hank Jennings, Jones. but he died. Hank Jennings. Right. Yeah, Hank Jennings. Yeah. No, he's he is he's passed. Yes. What he is this guy's name? Shivved to death. But then he does his own world building. <laughs> yes. He really does. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I. I don't know. I expected so nothing this, comes. I expected when when the cops come around to ask him who he is. I expect him to drop the trash bag oh, yeah, he had and, and run. Go. Yeah, to yeah. just bolt. But, but no, he didn't. He, and but then heart, when they walk away, he starts he's questioning like, them. Can I, can, I, can I? Am I free to leave, G- gentlemen? <laughs> am I free to go? Um, Nega Lucy shows up with the the keys. Mm-hmm. I got the keys. 
I'm saying she waters her plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have she had a lot of time. Yep. Again, Mr. Lynch, you have wasted my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marjorie meets him out on the fire escape. Yeah. Says that like, Hey, uh, it'd be a shame if I can't get into Ruth's cause I'm supposed to water her plants. If she's away, I have a key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these guys are cool yeah. as ice. Yeah. <laughs> and the look, mm-hmm. they just exchange a glance. They're just like, okay, <laughs> just another day in Buckhorn. <laughs> I wish that there had been a chase sequence where they had to chase this guy down to get no information for her to come out and say, Hey, I've got the key. <laughs> uh, Just make these guys day as bad as possible. What do we walk into in this apartment? First of all, Oh boy. No, no, they don't announce themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. They just walk in. Right. I feel like police or yeah, any, anything Mrs. like that or whatever. Hello. Yeah. Anything, but yeah. no, they just, Bust in and decide they're going to investigate. And be quiet. Well, they Look don't bust around. in. They, they unlock this the door. This is in pretty, pretty nice order. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go down this way. <laughs> okay. There is one detail that's a little askew in this place. What is that? The bedroom. The bedroom. Uh, yes. We see a head under the, and, or we, we see a body under the covers and we see the head. Uh-oh. That clearly has a hole in it. I just like that that's what that officer says as soon as he goes, and he goes, mm. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> says it a couple times. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he does it again when they, reveal, when they reveal the body that's separate from uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. A couple of uh-ohs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this head's got a big old hole in it, and that's when they call in Nadine. the CSI. Yeah. I thought it was Nadine. <laughs> it was Nadine. Freaking JJ's Diner shows up. Another Pawnee. Hey, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing gloves. Like he's, I guess he doesn't wear Bobby gloves. Newport's like, hey, I got some Nutri-Yums for you. He's like, well, I got the, I got the waffles in the car. Yeah. Yeah. You've, but you've I, read this scene. So, right? And then Niall's ex-wife is like, oh, way to go. You, you're wearing gloves this time. <laughs> Correct, Tyler. What is this operation? <laughs> it's sloppy. It's a sloppy op. Yeah. Okay. It's a classic slop op. Uh, so as they, as they pull back the covers, we find that... This body probably doesn't belong to this head. I, you know, I think you're right. This appears very much to be a bloated, hairy male body. The head is not even attached. It is attached. No, the the kappa is detated. Boom. Your kappa is detated. They pull back. This is our big reveal. And as this is going on, uh, our boy Hank from outside, who did not cut and run, as I expected, is still raised. He's, he's worried a, about Harvey or yeah, Harry. Harvey or, he's calling Harvey. He's calling Harvey. Uh, Saying, accusing him he's, of setting him up. He's got it with him. Mm-hmm. But you're mm-hmm. not in on this deal. You opted out, Harvey. That's right. the cops are. <laughs> yeah. So we can only assume that his little bag is full of unclean Nutrients. cash. And he thinks Harvey set him up to get taken down. But apparently he is free to go. Sounds like Harvey has the same acumen for crime as the Renault family. Mm. Maybe an all new crime family. Ooh. Competing crime families. I like where mm-hmm. this is going. Log lady. Yeah. Yes. We're back in Twin Peaks. Back to the sheriff station. We get to see Hawk. Yes. What a guy. Looking great. He is embracing Silver Hawk. Oh, he is. Ooh. He's leaning into his age and it is playing off. Silver yeah. Hawk. Silver Hawk. I Looks like great. That. I would love to have a Hawk statue made of silver. And I'd be like, wouldn't we all? Y- y'all would come over and be like, what is that? I'd be like, that's my silver hawk. That's my silver hawk. Uh, Catherine Coulson, 
as Margaret Lanterman, mm-hmm. making a call mm-hmm. to Hawk uh, on oxygen. Just powering through. Getting yeah. through it. Like, this is very impressive. <laughs> this is, so this, I this didn't is late know. in her life. I did yeah. not know. And I, did, I initially, of course, outside of the hair, mm-hmm. thought this was a character thing that I would never put past David Lynch. Right. But then Patrick told me, or I asked or something. Yeah. Um, so good for her. Cause yeah, she, I mean, yeah, she literally, she passed away not long after this was filmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know the exact time frame, but it was within weeks, if not days. Um, it, it's, it's so, it's so very Margaret Lanterman. Yeah. Of her to do this. It like, is. It's incredible that like the life imitating art of this, where she has really shown the same virtues as the character. Like you do what needs to be done, whether or not it's asked of you, like no matter what the conditions are, you power through it. Yeah. And that is what Catherine Coulson is doing through her time in this season. I mean, the same way Margaret Lannerman was taking care of the injured and the sick, knowing that her husband had been lost in a fire. She just rolled up her sleeves and got in there and did the work. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful. Me too. It wouldn't be the same. I think without her presence, especially with what she's here to do mm-hmm. and is to her long is there to lead Hawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the titular line yeah. for the episode. Yeah. My um, log has a message for you. She says, as yeah. she calls Hawk, something's missing and you have to find it. Something's missing involving Dale Cooper. Oh, pretty interesting. Yeah. And the way that he will find it has to do with his heritage. Is yes. Dale Cooper with Hawks? missing? <laughs> Step one, put your hands on boxes. <laughs> he does do that. A lot of that. Uh, but uh, also important of note, um, she says that this has, the way he'll find it has something to do with his heritage. We all know what that means. I do. Or... We all know what that means. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the hog just says, thank you. And that's the end of that conversation. Uh, he is, he's clearly a little lost on what exactly was said, but no, he knows, but he's, he's determined. I, I think he understands as much of what she said to him as Dale did the giant. He's thinking, well, I'm going to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking my heritage well, that's where I found the two missing pages of the <laughs> diary. <laughs> the bloody towel. <laughs> For me, it was kind of just like, this again? <laughs> yeah. More of this? <laughs> it never ends. So Hawk's got his boxes. We got the Hawk box. Yeah. We're returning to the conference room. Mm-hmm. Um, as got new windows. Yeah. Yes. They've been replaced. We are updated. Um, Lucy returns with Andy this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Harry Goaz yeah. right back in the, back in the saddle. <laughs> it's good to see him. Uh, he looks we, as confused as ever. Yeah, yeah, he really does. I do not think this is his gut. <laughs> you think it's a fake gut? It looks like like not even fake. It just looks like a pillow. <laughs> it's unproportional. Yeah. So yeah. Hawk relays the message of what the log lady said to right. him and this this leads to just a wonderful uh, piece of information here where they say, oh, he hasn't been in town. Agent Cooper hasn't been in town since before Wally was born. Mm-hmm. So we know that their son is Wally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Conceded. Same birthday as Marlon Brando. Same birthday Conceded. as Marlon Brando. Hideout Wallies. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a double. Yep. Donna and Audrey talked about Marlon Brando in the bathroom of uh, the high school. Yes. Because she says something about, she, when she mentions One-Eyed Jack, she, uh, Donna's like, the Marlon Brando movie? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Donna. So vapid. <laughs> but, yeah. Great to see Andy. Yeah. Did he have a line? About Wally. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even call. Not even Wally's a Christmas 20, card. Wally's 24. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, we're quickly coming up on one of my favorite new characters as far as, like, actors that I know are concerned. Uh, so we have, at the crime scene, we get the match on the prince. Or not the crime scene, but at the police station, we have a match on the prints taken from the crime scene with the decapitated body. All over the apartment are the fingerprints of one Bill Hastings, played by Matthew Lillard. And I love Matthew Lillard. I'm so stoked that he's here. And he's so good in this. (laughs) He's so good. He's really, really good in this. It's easy to write a guy like uh, Matthew Lillard off uh, for being Scooby. Because of Scream. And Shaggy. That's my, yeah, I mean, that was... That was my introduction to him. I thought Scream was fabulous. Back in the day, yeah. I thought I thought his portrayal Absolutely. in Scream was fabulous. Absolutely. Um, I was meaning more with just Scooby because it is what it is. And but, it's, but I mean, he was a genius when he did Shaggy too, so <laughs> at me. I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm and fine he's voiced Shaggy until the most recent iteration. Oh, did he really? I don't think I realized that. And he was kind of mad about it. He was? He didn't get asked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's funny. It was Casey Kasem until him, and then it was him until yeah, yeah. it changed hands again. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's really, really good in this. I was just impressed with him in these first two parts. Um, a very interesting character. Terrible liar. Just, just <laughs> awful. Like yeah. try. Yeah. I mean, you're a principal. You lie all day. <laughs> oh yeah, kid, you're gonna make it. Obviously, you're not. <laughs> It it seems like he's unknowingly trying to mimic Leland's alibis. Yeah. From, so he from he's mid season two. Definitely a spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're just a hundred. It goes without saying at this point. Bill Hastings is a lot spirit. We're a hundred percent on that. Um, especially in Buckhorn, South Dakota, definitely a large spirit from twenty. In the opening of part two, which we will get to. Right. Um. Ugh, that. Ugh. But yeah, this guy. Which I did not know. I did not think the driver's license picture looked anything like him. Because when he opened different. the door, I was like, "Is that the same guy?" It is. Yeah, but he think he's got like a goatee or something. Yeah, yeah he, he, he has he's got hair. a very. He's but got his a very, head uh, is more like like biker on the road sort yeah. of facial hair situation. Uh, I used to I used to roll with James Hurley. Have <laughs> to hide out Wally's. Yeah. Nobody ever messed with the damn rascals again. So we, he's the high school principal. He's the high school principal. Yes. They go to his house to arrest him. Uh, we meet Phyllis. Phyllis Hastings. What, um, what is this about? <laughs> he clearly knows Dave Mackley. Oh yeah, they went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just about my best friend in the whole world. <laughs> Seems like it, right? They yeah. go, they're fishing buddies. Yeah, Dave. Hey, <laughs> um, I need you to come with me. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna arrest you. Like, Don't worry, I'm gonna be back home. Because uh, we hope so. Because the the Morgans yeah, the are coming. Morgans are coming yeah. over for dinner. But uh, he says he didn't do anything wrong as he's being cuffed and walked away. Uh, says, call George and tell them where I am. Yep. As he's being Who's George? pushed into the car. George. I, I immediately assumed his lawyer. 
Which is what we find. Either, either that or one of the Millers. Or maybe Jetson. I got cartoons on the brain. Thinking of Shang. Mackley interrogates uh, Bill Hastings. Um, says he didn't really know Ruth Davenport. Um, hadn't seen her in a few months. He's the prime suspect in the murder of Ruth Davenport, who has the decapitated head in the apartment. And his prints are all over the place. Uh, just, just, so he needs a story. Yeah. So then he gets his story mixed up with... Uh, Mackley realizes, oh, it doesn't take you that long to get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As he gives there's him a, time, there's frames. maybe what a thirty minute window. <laughs> yeah, where and it shouldn't take him that long to get. I home. mean, dude, use your use your head. And it shouldn't take him this long to answer. You have at least a bachelor's degree. Yeah. As his eyes flicker, like he's going through a rolodex in his head of what he could possibly say. Yeah, yeah. He's finally like, mm-hmm. I want to speak to George. Yeah, <laughs> he's Just, getting very is uncomfortable. He is he here? Yeah, yeah. See, now I took it. You guys were just. Uh, you, Said more like his bad I, I The way I read this scene initially was he seemed like he was remembering because this and this kind of plays into what he says in the next episode. But that he says he did go to her apartment, but it was only in a dream. That's basically how he said it. That was in the next episode. That's what I just. That's said. The next episode. And that's, oh, a, I thought, and that's a okay. major point of the yeah, next yeah, yeah. episode. And I so like. and so that's why I think here he's he's not remembering that, and something's obviously mm-hmm. off. And then like all of a sudden. Like he really wasn't remembering well, yeah, being with Ruth Davenport ever. He can't say that here. Yeah, I know, I know that and I know that he can't say it in front of him, mm-hmm. but I just felt like all of a sudden, especially the way his reactions is with suddenly when all these like when especially when he gets the time off, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like he's hit with these emotions, like everything's catching it back up, like, oh, wait a second, like, oh shit. Well, he knows who she is. He knows her as right. the librarian. Right. For for the From library the in town school? or at the school, yeah. yeah. See, that's what I couldn't figure out if yeah, if it he was would the town or definitely know nowhere her. if the mm-hmm. high school. Yeah, right. I thought that too. I feel like it's got to be like a town. He library. would also like maybe a lending library, like a a book house. Mm-hmm. She's a book house lady, book house gal. Nailed it. <laughs> so they go to the Hastings house with a search warrant. Phyllis is pissed. The Morgans are coming over for dinner. She doesn't have time for this shit. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's. I, I don't know. The Morgans are coming over. It's akin to the but, the fucking Catalina wine mixer. But the dude drives a Volvo. You check there first. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would. Um, where we find a piece of meat in the trunk, as David Lynch described it himself. That's so. what it looks like, too. That's it what he like des- very... Well, that's what he describes it as. He's like, it's not a kidney. <laughs> and it's not flesh. It's a piece first of off, meat. <laughs> it looks like brain matter yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah. This is under the cooler. Yes. Not... In the cooler. Yeah, I expected yeah, something to be there. in the yeah. cooler. They yeah. didn't even open yeah, yeah, the cooler. Yeah, they didn't even open it. Well, they might have afterwards. He pulled it out and he's like, open it. Also, Mackley. Yeah, like, if you're in a headlessness case, check for a head check. in the cooler in your suspect's definitely. trunk. Also, Detective Mackley's flashlight has gone haywire. Yeah, it, it's flickering. It's gone haywire. Not doing yeah. great. Not the what first I time, say, though. What I say, Patrick? What you, I, you, what you, I say. you specifically pointed out the light flickering over Laura Palmer's yeah. body in the pilot. Yeah. That's right. Call back. I love that shot. That shot is so weird. It's like you see that piece of flesh and or meat and <laughs> it's not flesh, Patrick. It's literally the light is just blinking. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it looks like the arms evolution head. Ooh. Ooh, it does look very similar. Similar, yeah. Yeah. How about that? And that's the end of <laughs> Yeah. Woof of part one. Woof. Woof. Ends with a woof. Parts one and two aired the same night. When they aired on Showtime, it aired without the break of credits um the credits that are actually if you were to watch part one by itself in replays or on the blu-ray or dvd set the credits just show um the giant watching his phone phonograph <laughs> for the credits um nice. as you do yeah 
final thoughts, guys. Love it. Love it. Let's go. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. Like, I'm fine if, if you just want me to watch all of them. And then again, I am more into this than I was the original. I guess comparing the pilot versus this, right. this was way sure. more gripping. Mm-hmm. And I, I am into it. I love that you love it. I hope Maybe. that doesn't change. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm definitely sure it will. Yeah. There, there are some hurdles to jump. but There are some hurdles. I, I think we're going to be okay. Dave? That was cute, guys. It was. <laughs> uh, Twin Peaks is back in a big, bad way. Uh, we have turned all the knobs up. The, the ghoulies and the ghosties are clear and present. There is violence, there is nudity, there is swearing. There's all kinds of swearing. And it's I just it. it's just Still haven't heard Hawk swear though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, potty mouth hawk from the Yeah, none of that potty mouth hawk from the book is, yeah. is present here. Yeah. But uh no, it's it's everything that was there before and just cranked all the way to the top. Uh it's it's very, very good. It's like you said, Todd, it's way more compelling. Everything's way more gripping. Uh, characters' interactions seem to carry the same weight of the original series and are are driving in a much more fascinating way. I want to know... What love is? Yes. I want to know who Harvey what? is. I want to know what Hank Fillmore did. I want to know if Armstrong is getting enough to eat. I, I want to know these things. <laughs> like I want to know... I want to know what's going on with all these characters. Like there's nobody that pops up and I'm just like, Oh, I'm glad they're gone. And that's over forever. I want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm all in like the hooks are in like, this is a great way to kick this back off. It's, it's Lynch to the max and it's, it's absolutely twin peaks while not being anything like twin peaks. And it's at all. It's fantastic. I compared it to, I, I guess I didn't compare it. I said, it's, it's not even twin peaks. It's just a new show with some of the same actors. And it's, I think that was the thinking going in as well. Yeah, it's not. It, but like, it's all but it's all connected to the, I mean, everything's connected to the main plot of this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Who killed Laura Palmer? It's important. Leland? It's important. She's dead. I When I first saw, saw this, I, I too was just hooked immediately because I didn't understand anything that was happening. Um. And I mean that in the best way. It's unlike anything I've watched. And and you've seen it before. I've seen it before. Wow. Many rewatches too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I really I really can't get enough of it and I'm I'm happy that you guys uh got hooked here. You, uh that's not to say though this didn't hook everybody. Sure. Um sure. and I can totally see why. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were like, "Oh, where's my cherry pie? Where's my coffee? You've got boop, and you this got- is what this is what he's been doing for twenty five years. You yeah. got Cooper, and you got coffee. Like, <laughs> yeah. get out of here. Yeah. It's like a uh, boop is like Hawkeye during the blip, <laughs> <laughs> just like off the rails, assassinating really yeah, yeah, just yeah. like I'm just gonna kill people from now on. But um. I'm happy you guys are on board. Uh, I'd like to introduce a new segment. Yeah, please. Uh, this is a brand new segment where we're going to, I'm going to ask some questions. Uh, if you feel like answering them, you can, you don't have to. This is the first time we're doing this. So we're just going to 
see what happens. Oh, is this new to me as well? This is a new segment called Unsolved Mysteries. Oh. Unsolved Mysteries. We had some fun today. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I was not aware of this segment. Let's go. What is in our house now? The gramophone. What? So what, what, what is our house? Uh, whose house? And like, it, it's a question that asks more questions. What does the Z on the coffee cup stand for? Zebra. I feel like the Z on the coffee is just to be a logo for whatever coffee shop Tracy, who is a bad girl, works at because it's on her uniform. As she's disrobing, you see a Z pin or a Z logo etched into her collar. You're a bad girl, Tracy. She do. Where did the glass box security guard go? I feel like she had something to do with that. Was Jerry Horn wearing his mother's hat? Without a doubt. Mother's hat, as in it was hers that she wore, or she knit it for him? What was in Harvey's bag? Cold, hard cash. Bubble jug. And the last unsolved mystery. Did the Morgans still come over for dinner? <laughs> How do you think they found Phyllis? Oh. Mm. I'm just saying. Unsolved mysteries. I have a segment as well. I like to call this one the Reddit Room. I've taken to Reddit and uh, gone through some of the reaction and discussion threads and found a couple of the posts that I thought were worth noting and uh, worth worth chatting about briefly. Uh, What is Reddit? It is a forum where people go to be awful to each other typically, but this time it is pretty good. Sweet. I know how to internet. Okay, so I, I really like this first post. Uh, this is from back when it originally premiered on Showtime. And uh, <laughs> by user, who ate the kids then? And the post is just, oh my heart, RIP Catherine. Uh, this is referring to the log lady's conversation with Hawk. Uh, as specifically at the end when she says, I'm too weak to go with you. After giving Hawk the information that he would need to find whatever it is. That he needs to find a pretty compelling thread just about how the character and the actress were very much one and the same in their dedication to their causes. Absolutely, if she could have gone with him, she would have. Yeah. I believe that entirely. And I think it would have been useful if the character was able to be there. Absolutely. Uh, also could just, you not, like, take her log? I think it's accepted that Hawk cannot convene with the log and that really nobody else can. She is the vessel through which the log can speak. So having her come along would have absolutely helped, but both the character and the actress are both weak at this time. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that was really striking and compelling. Yeah. That was the Reddit room. Reddit room. There's only one thing left to do, right? I'd say so. It's time for Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads. I can't. I just can't. James! I would like the honors. Please. Go you first. Take first? Yeah, take first. Just five. A lot of fives. Wow. I am here for this. I want it all right now. I want it all. Give me it. That's excellent. <laughs> Like I said, I think it's I think it's just Twin Peaks back in in the best way, and it's 
very exciting. I'm I'm all in. I'm sold on everybody's stories. I'm sold on the mysteries. It's a five for me as well. Just five. Bring it in. I'm very excited that you both are on board with what I've been thinking about for the last three years, <laughs> nonstop. Uh, I'm I'm very excited um, for this journey. I I've, I've said this to you guys before, but just be prepared. There's there's a, a ton of fives coming for me. Um, and and about and, eighteen probably. And don't tempt me. Um, <laughs> And this is one of them. This is a perfect way to kick this off. Uh, this is a five. Just five. So you you have five. You have five. I gave like, I don't know, 45. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- there's a firm cap. Like you can hit it as many times as you want, but you get one five foreheads per. And this is only the beginning. We have done it. We are in season three a.k.a. The Return. I'm sure we missed a lot of stuff, and I'm sure that there are questions. I'm sure there are questions a lot of people have that we probably have too, but anything that you think we might be able to answer or have some insight on, you can hit us up at talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram at talkingbackwardspod. Patrick? You can hit us up on Twitter at talkingbackward. Tyler? Anchor. You can find me on Patreon. I have a few Egg Devler shout-outs for our Patreon subscribers. Thank you, Agent Ivy, Kelly Spears, Raced, Evan Satello, Lauren Rice, Jenny Ward, Stephen Coughlin, Stephen Hines, and Sycophanny. If you'd like a special shout-out just like this one, join us over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. We'll see you next week for The Star's Turn and A Time Presents Itself. A.K.A. Part 2. Do? Yeah. You do? Part deuce. I do. I do. I do. You do.